Hey, hey, everybody, it's Tim Gillette, and we're back with another Tim Gillette show. How about it, man? Today, I have a great guest for you. This person, I, I guarantee, is going to be fun. I mean, I just come on. If they're not fun, they're not cool. They're not on my show. That's just the way it goes. Huh? <laughs> anyway, today's guest, Gloria Grace Rand, is someone uh, who actually checked into our system a few weeks ago. Excited now that we're finally getting going to get the interviewer today and have her on the show. As you know, this show, we only interview the coolest people on the planet. And we get to know them, get to ask them. So in the meantime, if you get a question that pops up during the interview and you're watching us live, go ahead and put it in the comments, all right? We'll try to get into it, bring it up on screen, all right, and let Gloria know. Maybe she'll answer it on screen. Maybe we'll both make fun of it. No, we won't make fun of you, but maybe we will. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to have fun, I guarantee it. So let me bring our guest up today, Gloria Grace Rand. How you doing, Gloria? Uh Hello. Oh, I, I am so excited about being here today because I know we are going to have a boatload of fun today and I'm looking forward to it. Wait a minute. Did, did you do something fun before you started the show today? Um, did I do something fun? Uh, I don't know. Not exactly. But uh, but you know what? I have fun doing work. Um, I'm, I'm uploading. I'm updating a client's website right now. Not exactly the most scintillating work but uh but i put music on and so i can you know listen to it oh, do you dance do you dance while you do websites well sure yeah why yeah. not yeah but <laughs> um, I, I was actually watching gloria i i watched every now and then i watched comedians and stuff like that on, on on youtube videos and i was watching one the other day if you've heard this 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 comedy club up in like utah called dry bar comedy mm, no all right and there was a guy on there and he talked about his his phone and not being not you know what i mean uh, not his answering machine. And he said, well, I got a message on there. And he, he sang the message to the tune of, um, what was that? That song from the 1970s, um, you know, the Gloria Gaynor song, I'm Back or something like that. Oh, Outer Space. Yeah. All right. And it's oh, like he, yeah, he yeah, sang the message. Right. Like it was so, when I hear that stuff, it's just like, those are, those are my kind of people. Yeah. Well, I think of you creating the website and I'm thinking now, like Gloria is like sitting there listening to and you know what I mean? Typing it out. Uh, cause this is a thriller, yes, thriller. <laughs> Follow this guy cause he's a thriller. No, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so Gloria, what is it that you do? I guess did you work on websites then, I guess. Um, yeah, well, particularly I, I work on the, the messaging of the website, but, but again, I am helping out. I've, I, one of the clients that I work with is a realtor and he's been, in a long process of, of switching over to a brand new website. And I've been writing blog articles and content for his website for years. And so now we're like finally on this new website. So I'm helping him out and, and uploading some of the uh, community pages uh, to, to go on there. But yeah, I love writing. Uh, I love helping small business owners with their, with their messaging to, and, and my tagline is like messages from the heart because that's what I think it comes down to is that you can have, you know, nobody likes to be sold to everybody hates the salesy stuff. But if you can just be yourself and come across that way on a website, then it's going to make it a lot easier for someone to want to do business with you. And that's what I like to do. And I like helping out um, service providers in particular, that's sort of my niche that I, I gravitate to. And um, just helping them to 
have the, the best home page and about page service pages and doing like blog writing as well. And, and actually I'm helping a client right now working on his LinkedIn profile. He actually uh, lost a job. And so now I'm helping him create that, a new profile. Update the LinkedIn profile. Yeah. yeah. So I got to tell you about my LinkedIn profile, Gloria, and you probably, if you've never looked at it, you'll make fun of it. My friend, Lori Ruff, who used to be known as the LinkedIn diva, um, and, and Mike O'Neill, they were a couple together who worked with integrated alliances and they were staying at my house one time and they both know like Tim's into podcasting and blogging and they're like, you don't have a LinkedIn page. I'm like, no, should I? <laughs> <laughs> so literally Lori takes my laptop. All right. Goes on LinkedIn and creates my whole profile. Now I've maybe changed three things on it in nine years. <laughs> and she did that. Right. Wow, that's but good. like, She's like, well, what's the keywords? All right, I mean, she just wrote it all up, and everything that's on there is what Lori Ruff wrote. And she's still a great friend till this day. But I think if she came to my house, it would get rewritten again. <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, yeah, it's probably a good idea to update it every once in a while just to keep things fresh. But then again, yeah. you know, if you don't play there, then yeah, it's not that yeah. important. So I don't. It's not really my yeah. playground as much as yeah. when we play the social channels. I'm a Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. Now, I'm not saying that, you know what I mean, and you probably come back on this and tell people if you agree with this or not, but I'm I'm a fan of find the ones that work for you and stick with them. Don't mm -hmm. try to do everything. Like, oh, like yeah. last month, I, I mean, I have a client who's big into Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. I'm still like clueless on Clubhouse. <laughs> clueless. I've got the app. I've been on there. I've actually yeah. talked on a couple celebrity shows on there that I know, but I'm like, I don't get it. It's, it's not me. I'm mm -hmm. not chasing down things that are, you know what I mean? I have a direction I'm going and I'm not chasing yeah. anything out the direction. Do you advise your clients? Same thing, you know, Hey, let's get on one direction. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've been doing that for years. It's, it's, you need to find out. Number one is you need to find out where are your clients? Where are they hanging out? Because that is the playground that you want to be. Um, hanging out and so master that and and take the time if you want to expand later and and dabble in some other ones sure but but you don't want to spend that's like the 20 percent of your time but spend 80 percent of your time in the places that it's going to make the most sense for you and your business and your clients yeah yeah and and, and that's it i mean i'm doing you know websites for me the biggest thing is getting people from social media to a website that is my mm -hmm. hugest thing and i know you're probably in the same field yeah. Um, and, and Gloria, when I started in 2010, I, I had dozens of people say, oh, you don't need a website. You can do everything on social media. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you how many of them are in business for themselves today. Yep. Zero. Mm -hmm. They're all working jobs for somebody now. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're the social media people at those jobs. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm like, I, I looked at the writing on the wall and the writing on the wall, it has not changed. Uh, and I love, I have a friend, I don't know if you know John Limbacher. I have a friend, John Limbacher. And John says, nothing, uh, you can't, you, there, there's nothing successful in the online world that wasn't first successful in the offline world. Mm. I mean, tell me what you think about that. Cause you I mean, you're an online too in sales, copy, SEO, things like that. What do you think about that statement? I, I, th I think that's right because it's, you know, well, in, in case in point, the, the pandemic that we've experienced this past year mm -hmm. where everybody, this was the, you know, everybody was doing, used to be doing uh, presentations and doing workshops offline, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. we had to pivot and do them online. And a lot of people actually found it 
to be working better because now they've been able to reach people all around the world that weren't able to fly into um, yeah, Florida, yeah. for instance, yeah. for a conference. And now they've been able to att attend them online. So, yeah, I, I agree with that totally that there are things that we do offline that have to go online. And, and, and the website is that's, that's your home base. That's mm -hmm. where you want to get people yeah. to come so that that's, you can control that. You can't control necessarily what Facebook is going to do or, or house or any of those things. Because they can change the rules anytime yeah. they want. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, I use this as an example years ago, there was a conservative talk show host hosted his own talk show on link on YouTube and they, and they kicked them off because mm -hmm. they didn't like his message or yeah. whatever. Right? right. But then, I mean, and I kept telling people for years, you remember blab by the way. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love blab. Yeah. I was huge on blab. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, I had people on Blab going, oh, no, you, you know, you don't social media experts. You don't need a website. You can do everything on Blab. Blab's all you need now. Right. Right. And I'm like, you know, less than a year. Boom. Gone. Yeah. yeah. Right. And people are not looking at that. But then 2020 hit it big for me because I now had a perfect um, um, public example of it. And I'm not mm -hmm. approve or disprove of this person. All right. Is right. when they kicked Donald Trump off of social media. Yeah. The sitting United States president, they kicked him off of social media. If they can kick him off, they can kick you off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You better have, you better have an audience. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And again, it's not about Donald Trump. It's about the message. If yeah. you can't actually share your message everywhere, you better control where you can get it mm -hmm. your audience. So, um, yeah. that being said, how long have you been doing like list building and, 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 and getting people from social. Oh, well, I have been I've been doing this uh, copywriting work now for since 2009. I can't believe it's been that long. Oh, you're and, 12 years in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's been a long time and I've, you know, ebbed and flow over the years and and dabbled in different things and trying to figure out, you know, what is it that I really like to do the best? I mean, for a while I was doing video marketing and 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 things like that, but I've really come to land on I still, I love to write. I do love to write. And, and I actually love to speak too. So I have my own podcast as well. And I've been having a blast with it for like the last year of interviewing people, just like you're interviewing me. Yeah. It's, it's so much fun to be able to learn from other people and, and share them with an audience. So um, it's all about evolving. We all have to keep learning and growing and, and trying different things, but, but I still gravitate back to the things I like best, which is, which is, writing and writing and speaking. Those are my two passions. I mean, do you have any books out, Gloria? I do actually. I have, I have this one back here. Oh, it's my, cool. my, my very pull up, pull first up close, book. Pull up a little close real quick. Watch, watch. I'm going to do go. this real quick. Yeah, here we go. Right. Ooh, ah, ah, that's how we get cool. to see it. <laughs> I like that. Yep. See my name. Yeah. So yeah, this is, I, I just published that in February. So that's my very cool. first book. And uh, I would say labor of love. And, uh, and, and labor. And I do mean labor because it took me about four years to write it. But uh, it's, uh, it's all about how um, sort of my story uh, deals with my sister's story a bit. She, um, she unfortunately passed away from cancer about uh, four years ago. Wow. And but it was really her um, going through that, which was the inspiration for for the book. Um, because I had to learn how to, I had to learn how to love myself and really validate myself. And because that's one of the reasons why I've 
didn't necessarily do as well in business over the years because I didn't really value uh, myself enough. And uh, through this process of writing the book, I've uh, come to appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm <laughs> and, you know, and, and I like doing what I do and I can talk about it that way. It, it, it almost sounds like Gloria that, I mean, I'm glad that you've got the word heart in your messaging now and what you're doing, because it almost sounded like up until a certain time, you didn't have your heart in it. Once your heart got in it, boom, you were in. Yeah, I I think that's it because I I was I was sort of half in half out you know and, and as I said I was trying different things trying to figure out what it was I'd liked and and but I also wasn't connecting with the right clients I would yeah. it was very frustrating you know I was lowballing myself too much and and then I would work with these people who are like extremely needy. Um, and, and I realized now it's because I was a bit needy. So, you know, you, you yeah. sort of attract what you put attract, out there. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. So I've, I've come a long way and uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to be in a place now where, um, yeah, I, I, I love who I am. I love what I'm doing and I want to be able to help more people also be able to appreciate themselves as well. So not only do I do the copywriting, but I'm also doing some coaching as well. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, really want to work with uh, women entrepreneurs in particular because uh, I think we're also the hardest on ourselves. We do try to do everything instead of delegating, and that was a mistake I made early on as well. Uh, not not delegating things and, and uh, trying to control everything. It doesn't work very well, not for long anyway. No, no, no. But you know, I want to circle back to something there because you said that you know, I mean, it was when your sister uh, uh, passed away. For me, my book. All right. It was, um, you know what I mean? I, 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 spent, I spent six years getting ready to do this hmm. or I even did what I do now. Six years getting ready. And I remember telling my dad when, I mean, two people that influenced my life was my dad and Zig Ziglar. Hmm. And I remember when Zig said, Tim, you should write a book. Yeah. And I told my dad, I'm going to write a book. And then my dad passed away and it wasn't done. Hmm. And then Zig passed away and it wasn't yeah. done. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what I mean? I still, I'm, I'm working on a project. I still hear my dad going, yeah, Tim, you can do this. And I hear Zig going, Tim, you should do this. <laughs> and it's funny that we hear those voices. Do you now, I mean, being as close to your sister, do you have your, your sister's voice in your ear every now and then go, Gloria, you need to do that. <laughs> well, uh, you know, Absolutely. And, and in fact, when I was one of the parts I was struggling with last fall to write was about like valuing myself. Mm -hmm. And, and for one reason or another, I was led to, to kind of look up, um, I wanted to check some dates and I looked up one of her journals and I found in there, um, a journal from her where she was talking about her own doubts and, and the fact that she was having trouble, um, really wanting to live and, 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 you know, struggling with this, uh, with this cancer that she had, because it was a very, very rare cancer, pediatric cancer, and she was 63 when she was diagnosed. Wow. Um, so, you know, it, it just sort of brought home to us like, yeah, you know, we, we all have our doubts. And, and I really felt like it was her way of reminding me that I needed to get this message out. I need to in a way, get over myself and and to value what was unique about myself, and um, so yeah, I do feel she's she's helping me out, and uh, and it's good to it's good to have 
Good to have that on. And, and I, I took me a long time to get over losing her. Her death really hit me hard. Um, but now I can look back on the time we got to spend together and, and really appreciate. Uh, we actually did have some good times um, together because she was 10 years older than me. And so we didn't really get to know each other well until we were adults anyway. Mm -hmm. But she lived in Arizona. I live in Florida. So we didn't get to see each other that much. But through this process, we did get to spend more time together, got to compare childhoods and, and things like that. And it, and it all worked out. Um, yeah. So um, my brothers, we live in the four corners of the world. I have three younger brothers. I have one in mm -hmm. San Jose, California, one in Florida right now, but he goes between Florida and Pennsylvania and one in New Zealand. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I mean, I'm glad that my mom, when she retired, she moved close to me in Dallas. But anyway, mm. <laughs> uh, I, I came to Dallas. You'll love this. You'll love these stories. But my, I came to Dallas because my youngest brother lived here mm. at the time. He lives in, he's yeah. in New Zealand now. Oh, wow. But okay. I find it unique about how we, as we get older, we go, grow closer to our siblings. Mm -hmm. I I'm really close to my brothers now. Uh, my brother Jim was here before he went to Florida for the, for the winter. He came mm. here at he came here in February and said, "Hey, I'll, I'm going to go south and visit my brother, but you know, in the winter time, yeah. and I'm going to go further to Florida." And he came here, and we had that big frost freeze here oh. in Texas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he came, uh, but then my other brother in, in, in um, San Jose, we chat all the time, and we we're now all playing like an online game together. Oh, cool! And it's nice. like um, when we were younger, we all look at we look at we look at our siblings like you know what I mean, like they're enemies. And now yeah. that we're older. Oh right. my God, I wish we all four lived together because if we did, we'd be at the bar every Friday night or something, you know? <laughs> anyway, yeah. um, how, how, I mean, is she your only sibling or do you have others? And, and how close are you, were you in your senior years with all of them? Um, now we, uh, well, we did have a, we had an older brother and he was, he was four years older than she. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but unfortunately I lost him uh, suddenly when I was a freshman in college. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, so yeah, that was, that's a whole nother story for another day. But um, yeah, so it was really just, uh, just my sister and I for uh, a long, longest time. And, and, but one of the, the amazing things that happened um, recently, and actually this happened just last year, right before we got into the lockdown, um, was the fact that I discovered on going on to ancestry.com, I actually reconnected with my brother's son. This was a child he had put up for adoption. Oh, wow. And he, yeah, because he was in the Navy when I was a kid growing up. And evidently, um, he got a girl pregnant and they decided to, to put the baby up for adoption. And I only found out about that even after my mom died, like about 15 years ago. And so I tried to find him off and on. And for whatever reason, last year, I just said, I'm going to go check ancestry.com. And just, for, I wanted to look up something. And there was this message and I'm reading it. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is him. And that was amazing because he was born in California. But what was blew my mind was that he now lived in Florida. He lived an hour away from me. Wow. So we were able to actually go see each other that weekend because I got him on the phone right away. And it was just like, the hole in my heart from when my sister passed was full because it was like now I was reconnecting with another part of my family that I didn't think I was ever going to be able to connect with. Mm. Yeah. So, and it, you know, it's funny how we connect it to, to family members like that for me, because my dad never heard me as a speaker. 
Hmm. I mean, and it's something my father encouraged me to do for six years before he passed away. And I go, hmm. yeah, dad, I'm going to get around to that someday. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, in 2016, I spoke in my, at an event in my hometown where I was born. Um, and my dad's oldest sister and my oldest cousin were sitting in the audience. Oh, and I was nice. in tears saying, yeah. you know I mean? my dad never got to hear me speak. However, today, in a way that dream has come true because his sister is here to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean, right. and that meant the world to me that my Aunt Jean, who really has nothing, does not need the instructions I do, but <laughs> that in the audience, because in a way, that was my way of being able to speak to my dad finally. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. I mean? Absolutely. And it's yeah. not how that, that connection, it, it does. It fills us up. Mm -hmm. It In that moment yeah. in time, it does. It fills the heart. All right. It grasps us and go, it's okay. We can move forward now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. We can let go of that pain. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's similar, right? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 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 So let me ask you this then. I mean, so over the years, all right, you know what I mean? Are you one of those people who's had to go through multiple businesses or multiple ideas or careers to find what you do? Or is this something like, you know, no, I got this. This is what I'm going to be in. <laughs> um, well, it's, uh, this is my first business because, yeah. um, but it, it's interesting that when I first started, I went to, well, first off, I majored in school in business administration just as a I figured it would help me get a job, which was ridiculous. So, um, so unfortunately, when my when my brother died, though, I I was like skipping school and doing bad. So I wound up actually going to see a counselor. I took one of these aptitude tests and realized that oh, you should major in mass communications. So I did that and actually specifically television production. And so I wound up getting a job working for the public television station in Miami uh, on the staff of the nightly business report and when they used to produce it out of there. And so for a long time, that was my business. I worked, I worked my way up from uh, being the person who would type up the uh, stock prices and, and the names. And, and actually I was also hired to help them uh, install the computer system to switch over to computers. That's how long ago this was. I'm not a, not a spring chicken, um, but I, I wound up working for this television program and I never wanted to be in front of the camera. I was quite content to be behind. I, I wound up being a writer and a producer of the show. Uh, and But then we wound up moving from Miami where the show was based to Orlando. And so I had to figure out something else to do because Working for NBR spoiled me. I did not want to work in local television. I didn't want to have to work weekends. I didn't want to have to work holidays because I didn't have to do that when the stock market was closed. Yeah. So I sort of did some soul searching for a while and then wound up actually getting a uh, this advertisement kept coming in the mail asking if I could write a letter like this. And it was from a company that was advertising how to do direct mail copywriting. And oh, that's wow. how I wound up getting into learning how to do copywriting. And, uh, and then specifically, I got into doing SEO. And I, I loved the search engine side of it because I could use sort of the logical part of my brain to figure out what keywords would attract uh, Google and then the creative side to actually apply them in a way that is more appealing to a website visitor. And so that's how I've been doing it. But now... I've decided that 
in doing that business, I had to start actually being more outgoing and being <laughs> talking to people. And then I started doing videos and now I actually like being in front of the camera. So um, go figure. I've, yeah, I, I, I get that. I love that you brought up the term SEO because I'm going to bring up two letters that everybody talks about SEO and SEM. Hmm. All right. SEO stands for search engine optimization. Oh, it's not some extraterrestrials outside. No, no, no I wish, but, but if you think about the concept of what I just said, some <laughs> extraterrestrials outside. Oh yeah. Your objective is to get them inside, right? That's true. I like that. I yeah. said that as a joke for years, and an SEO guy goes, "Do you not understand how close to the concept that really is?" <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I, like, it was a joke, right? <laughs> but now the other term, SEM. What does it stand for? That stands for search engine marketing. No, it doesn't. No? It stands for simple, easy marketing. And I own the ah, trademark on that. Easy. <laughs> Very good. Okay. I like that. A friend of mine here that. in Dallas has an SEO, SEM group. Hmm. And I used to always make fun of them before I had that. I was like, I don't need that group. I don't do search engine marketing. Right. Um, and I always made fun of him. Now he's not even in that. He got out of that line of work because he mm -hmm. worked for another company and yeah. he bought one of these barber shop um, franchise type deals and he's yeah. in it. And I had him on here last year, but um, I used to always make fun of him. And he, I used to show up to his meetings every now and then he goes, what are you doing here? You don't need us. <laughs> and he never forgot that I said that to him one day. <laughs> so anyway, no, I mean, it, it, it's funny because search engine optimization has been a term that's been both good and bad. I mean, there are people out there who misuse that, that concept like misuse it entirely. Mm -hmm. And there are people out there who are going, no, we, you need to understand when people actually go to Google or Yahoo, when they're typing something in, all right, what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And if what you are putting out there, all right, is not the words that they're typing in. They're not, the two aren't going to connect. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yeah and most people don't get that. They think, um, and I've seen this a million times and I get the emails for it. You probably do too. Mm -hmm. Of all the people, hey man, we can help you be number one on Google. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Yeah, I can be number one on Google too. I just buy the ad spot. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, no, it's way harder. Please go ahead. Yeah, no, because it is. It's way harder to be one number one on Google today than it was back when I even first started my business. Because one yeah. of my first clients, I was able to get on the first page of Google just by making some simple tweaks to their website. Yeah, yeah. Now it is a lot more complicated. And that's why I really believe now it's more important is just to concentrate on the messaging. Yes, you have to do some of the technical stuff, but it's really more about showing up and 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 how you show up, where you show up and and consistency and just continuing to to be true to who you are and and have that same consistent message. And then you know, people are going to find you. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 Gloria. I mean, I did in 2000, what was the year that the Eagles were doing the history of the Eagles? 2013, I think. Right. Mm -hmm. I actually beat on a Google search history of the Eagles, 2013. I beat the w Eagles website with my blog posts because I was writing blog posts consistently and mm -hmm. had them mentioned in it. And most people mm -hmm. don't realize, and that was in a time frame. Yeah. If you go search it now, I'm not in there because that's a keyword on their website that's permanent. Whereas mine yeah. was, I can trick it to get there. Blog posts, ladies and gentlemen. That's why I'm in blog. <laughs> <laughs> but the idea I hear, Gloria, of how many people, of I can trick the system. 
And they don't realize that, you know what I mean? Once what, what, the reason that Google and search engines are always trying to make the services better is because people are always trying to trick. And mm -hmm. like, if I'm searching for turtles and I show up to your website and you're selling cats. Yeah. And you did everything in the world to use the keyword turtle to get me there. Guys, pretty soon, I, you know what I mean? Google's going to realize that you didn't actually have the right keywords in place. You're tricking people. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that drives me crazy because... You know, I see like so many companies that are being like, oh, yes, we can get you on the first page of Google. Sure, it's going to be for some obscure keyword phrase that yeah. nobody, their real clients are actually going to be searching for. Yeah, so yeah. sure, they can do that. But then you just wasted money investing in those companies. And you did. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, and, and, and again, I mean, I, I tell people I know I know nothing about I know nothing about SEO, but I know how to blog. And if mm -hmm. I'm actually trying to do something on a consistent, regular basis, all right, I can blog about it. And that is that that right there shows what you just said about being repetitive and on there. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, for instance, uh, I have one of the pictures that I did many, many years ago. Do you remember the night that Jennifer Lawrence won the Oscar and she fell going up yes, the steps? Yes, yes, I do. Yeah. I grabbed my camera and put a phone, because immediately I thought blog post. Yeah. I grabbed a picture of the TV. I called a friend of mine and I said, hey, listen, can you doctor this photo to make it look like I'm, I took it sitting in the, in the audience? <laughs> She said, sure. And we played it. And it, if you go look on my blog post, it's a phone picture of the TV. Uh, it's not nice. me at there. It's a picture I took of the, I froze the TV, yeah. took the picture real quick. All right. And then sent it over to my friend to have him enhance it a little bit. And I literally, my blog post the next morning was Jennifer Lawrence falls at the Oscars. Hmm. I I mean, that that's ideal. And I think you, you probably agree with me on that. That's mm -hmm. an ideal place to capture on something but then relate it to your business. Oh yeah, so yeah, absolutely. And I related that topic to my business that day. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just, well, I want people searching my site. So Jennifer, because they, 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 of Jennifer Lawrence, I'm just going to use her to get mm -hmm. people on my website. No, you got to relate it. Mm -hmm. So, absolutely. But now I play other tricks, which you know my, I think you know my mentor, Craig Duswald. So yes. Uh, so Craig has taught me all kinds of tricks now that I play that, to get people to my website that blows people's mind. I like mm -hmm. give away free air. Uh, you know, okay. I sell Texas boxes of air and things like that. <laughs> hey, listen, I want to ask you, you were asking me what SEO stands for. So do you know what blog stands for? No, I don't. Better listings on Google. Really? Well, I can't take credit for it. I heard someone else tell even, me that even years ago, but I, but I borrowed that because I loved it. Yeah, even though blogs were around before Google. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, in a way, I was blogging in 1996 and didn't realize it. All right. Mm -hmm. It was something I grew throughout the ages and I learned what it was. Mm -hmm. I stumbled into blogging because I, I literally, when I was getting started, I'm like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I found a blog and I wrote a blog. And within four years, I was being asked, how do you build a blog and a brand? And I literally, mm -hmm. it was like the number one thing I was asked to speak about everywhere. Mm -hmm. All right. Probably you did the same thing in SEO. You just like yeah. started searching it. Yeah. You started doing, how do I do copywriting? Now everybody mm -hmm. wants to come to you as the expert. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, now it's, 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 it's learning to get people's attention and, and, uh, keep their attention. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I learned now, Gloria, that, you know what I mean? If I do things with people's to get people's attention online, uh, I want to do it, but I don't want to deceive them in doing it. For instance, uh, I was watching one of these comedy things the other day, mm -hmm. and I didn't think the comedian was all that funny. I personally just didn't. Right. All right. Now, I'm not saying he's not a funny guy. I just said, I, I, I just wrote down in a comment, he's really not that funny to me. Mm -hmm. 
oh my gosh, I got 145 comments, you know, some <laughs> criticizing me, some, like, you know, yeah, agreeing with me, right? Yeah. Even the people who founded the page wrote down, well, we think he's funny. I'm like, you better, you put him on your page, you know? <laughs> True, right. <laughs> um, but the classic was, all right, and this is SEO and it's for greatest format if you want to trick the system. Mm -hmm. One guy wrote down, you just wrote that comment so people would come watch your videos. <laughs> I wanted to go, ding, 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 we have a winner. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't, I just stepped back, I didn't say anything. I tell her my mom, she goes, boy, that person knows you, huh? <laughs> Again, got to know Craig Duswalt and know how he's learned me to do mm -hmm. like that. But anyway, um, so, you know, Gloria, I like to ask a question of all the people who come on my show. All right. A little more serious note. Okay. In 1988, I had a, I worked part-time at a gas station and I got a word of advice from my part-time job manager that I now put into everything I do. One little piece of advice. And that advice to me was, I want to take ownership of your shift. All right. Pretend like you own the business when you're working here. Mm. And I have since then taken ownership of everything I do in my life, from this podcast, mm -hmm. to my job, to my home, to everything. I take ownership mm -hmm. because some guy in 1988 gave that little piece of advice to me. I live it now. Mm -hmm. Has someone given you a bit of advice when you were younger that you live by? And it's like, oh, my God, this is part of my everyday world. <sighs> Ooh. Um, wow, that's a good question. Um Well, you know, I would have to say in, in a way what is coming to mind is something that um, my mom would do and that she would, she always believed in like taking advantage of opportunities because if you don't, then, you know, it won't be there. Mm -hmm. And and so it's really about recognizing when there's something really good, something that you really want, mm -hmm. that. If it, if it really makes sense to go for it, because otherwise you're going to kick yourself later and, and because those opportunities can, can disappear. And so I think that's, that's probably one of the things that I've, I've lived by. And of course, I think she really referred to it when she wanted to buy jewelry, um, that she would go to the store and then find that jewelry wasn't there. But I applied it to, I applied it really in business and, and, and being able to be aware of when opportunities not to, to take a hold of them and grab them. Yeah. Yeah, I, very similar to that is, is I had a friend that also told me uh, 2003, I lost one of my best friends and his wife, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, I, I, he had a Ferrari and his wife let me take her for a drive when I come back. And she said to me, you know, if you ever get a chance to get your dream, don't put it off. Mm -hmm. If you can do it, don't put it off. Right. Very similar yeah. to what you got yeah. there. And, and I remember the day that was like a 2011 when the opportunity came to buy my dream Harley Davidson. Mm. All right. I literally, I, I was willing to put everything on the line. My wife came over and co-signed and, and, and everything. And we mm -hmm. got, it. Yep. and you know I mean? And I thought back to that bit of advice and while most people are going, yeah, she's looking for a piece of jewelry or something like that. No, that's sunk in mm -hmm. because you only get one go round on this earth. You know yeah. what I mean? And then yeah. that's an opportunity you take advantage of. Yeah. So, I mean, what are some of the advantages of like, you know what I mean? When you look at your business that you took advantage of and you're thankful for now, well, I would say one of the big ones that I did was, uh, and this was actually shortly after my sister was was diagnosed with cancer, was to invest in a program to learn how to run masterminds. Mm. Um, it it was 
practical skills that they taught. I learned how to facilitate um, uh, workshops and, and, I've, and I've utilized a lot of what I learned in there in running my own workshops. I learned how to do like experiential exercises. But what was the other, there were two other main benefits of being in that program. One was just meeting once a month with a group of people who were uh, the most amazing um, heart-centered entrepreneurs who also then helped me a lot to support me after my sister passed. And they were really, they lifted me up through that part. But it also included personal development workshops that I attended. And at those, during those workshops, it really helped me to heal some of the, um, some of the trauma and things that I had gone through as a kid. My dad was an alcoholic and, and God love my mom, but she also, um, she had her own demons as well. And so it made life growing up uh, challenging. And I had a lot of fear and, and, and things and a lot of self doubt. And so the benefit of being in that program really allowed me to start doing some healing work. And it, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. So, so again, and it was a huge investment. I mean, it was the biggest investment I had ever done in my life. I mean, other than college, um, and frankly, I think <laughs> in a way, even more than that, um, since I went to college a long time ago. Um, but yes, back then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you could actually almost pay for a year of college for less than it would have cost to, uh, you know, get coffee for a year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, but it was it. This was something I was like, I knew I had to, I knew I had to invest in, and and it was worth it. Yeah. yeah. Now, I remember the first coaching program that I signed up for, and I remember, I mean, the first, I should say, couple thousand dollar one. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I mean, I had that dream motorcycle at the time. I literally was like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Uh, and I stretched on my credit cards to put the down payment down. And I remember calling my wife from the conference and going, just before I get home, take my motorcycle to the dealer and sell it back to them. Get rid of it. Mm -hmm. I, I got to move forward and that will help me do it. If I just, mm -hmm. I don't have to face that when I get back and I just, I'll find a new yeah. board of transportation. And I remember my wife saying, no, we're going to find a way for you to do this. Mm -hmm. All right. Because that was a, something as a, as a partnership, we went together. We're going to, we're going to yeah. help each other succeed no matter what. Right. Awesome. Do you have, yeah. Do you have a partnership? All right. First of all, whether it be marriage or, or a friend that you can partner with like that, that goes, you know what, no matter what, we're going to do this, we're going to push through. Um, well, you know, really, it, it really was my sister for a long time in that she was, um, she was my cheerleader. And she was the one who would really encourage me, um, especially in those days when I was feeling down. And so she, she was served that purpose for me. I, I have another good friend now who is, uh, uh, who's also very supportive. Um, and, and, and we've even been doing some work together, which is nice, you know, exploring some different, uh, things. And she was telling me today about this wonderful retreat center she visited over the weekend in North Carolina. She's like, Ooh, you need to look at this, Gloria, because I think this might be something we, we may want to do down the road. And so, yeah, so it's good to have, you know, a few people like that in your corner who can cheer you on. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, and, and, and last question I always like to ask, uh, Gloria, you know, there's people listening today. Some of them are attracted to what you do and I do, and some of them are not. Mm -hmm. But we have an audience today that we really don't know who they all are. Yeah. But you're a heart person and you're an intuitive person. What advice would you give them? I would tell people to, especially if they're wanting to figure out who to work with or, or they're wanting to make a big decision, is to really spend some time 
getting quiet and and really searching their heart for what they what they want and 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 to start even just with small things because sometimes people we've sort of been taught not to trust our intuition sometimes and but really the if when we can start listening to ourselves really getting quiet and listening to what it is trying to figure out exactly what it is we want that um we'll get those answers and we'll, we'll be able to trust it. Cause you really do need to start learning how to trust, trust your gut and, and to trust your heart and not just you. And then to use some logic to back it up, of course, but, uh, but spend some time doing that and, and, and realizing that you do know what's best, even if you necessarily don't think so um, or people tell you don't, but you can. Cool. Cool. So, and, and what is your ideal client right now? Um, well, I would say my ideal client is, it, like I said, a, a service-based entrepreneur, uh, someone who wants to, really wants to get their message out there and they've been having trouble connecting with people and, and, and I don't want to say necessarily that they're not being authentic because that, that word is being bandied about a lot lately, but it's really is about some people have, have some doubts and, and maybe they don't value themselves enough and yet they feel that they want to make a difference in this world. They know there are people out there that need what they have to sell. Mm -hmm. And um, I want to be able to help them uh, develop that confidence and then be able to help them craft that message so that they can connect with uh, the people they're meant to work with. Cool. Cool. Well, uh, what is the best website so people can get a hold of you and, and reach out to you if they are in that need? Oh, they can go to GloriaRand.com, and that is the best place where they can. There's a contact form on there, and they can they can reach out to me there. Um, you can always email me as well, Gloria at GloriaRand.com, um, cool. or reach out on social media. But but the website that's that's the best place really. And then you can learn all all about all the different things. And I you do. got I think you got a freebie on there too, like a newsletter or something they can sign up for. I do. Yes, I absolutely. I've got that. I've got uh, some tips on how to be able to. Craft your message more uh, appropriately, and um, yeah, and then you've got links to I've got blog articles on there because I do blog as well, and my podcast is there, and uh, yeah, you can check it out. Cool. Well, I mean, I I appreciate you being on the show today, uh, being our guest. So, uh, but 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 before we go, I have a little game I want to play. Okay. Get my glasses <laughs> on so I can read them. Uh, yeah, I can't even read my own writing without my glasses. I'm old, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh. So, Glory, nine questions, this or that. You get to choose which one is you. Okay. Maybe we'll discuss it. Maybe we won't. Maybe we'll okay. laugh. Let's see. Okay. <laughs> Number one, Star Wars or Star Trek? It's still Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, wait, 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 I'm, I'm reading a book about it. In fact, I'm, it's on my nightstand. Okay. So, <laughs> when it comes to Star Trek, though, you know what I mean? There's two. And actually, I was just talking with a client about this the other day, too. We were using Star Trek metaphors. Um, you know, there's the first generation of Star Trek, like, you know what I mean? The original series. And then yeah. there's the next generation. So it's Kirk or Picard. Depends on my mood. Um, I, I did, I did develop a real appreciation for the next gen. I, I, we, we actually started watching some of the old episodes recently and, and yeah, they are kind of cheesy sometimes, but, but they're fun. You know, so, yeah, I do. So, yeah. Yeah. 
So. I, I like the original series, but I still think Picard was more of a leader. And yeah. I happen to have a friend who was on the on the new generation, which I think yeah. we both know. Glenn Glenn was on the on the next generation together. Yeah. So we both know Glenn. So um, my next question is because I always like to ask the ladies this one. I'm a Texan. I'm in the South, so I got to ask the ladies: heels or boots? Oh, um, now I would say boots. They're more comfy, actually. I don't, I don't like heels anymore. <laughs> I know. I, I wear cowboy boots like most of my dress up things. I got some neat cowboy boots. And at mm -hmm. one point in time in my life, I was jealous. I wanted to be Larry Winget and have a hundred different pairs, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll stick with 10. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So my next one here, I'd like to go into some food products. If you're going to the movies, are you okay. a popcorn girl or are you a candy girl? Oh, popcorn. Popcorn, like all the salt and butter on it. Are you like I gotta be healthy? No, I don't. I don't like too much salt. A, a little bit of butter sometimes, but uh, um, mostly just plain, but just plain butter. But yeah, yeah. I, I like. Wait, that. Have you had kettle corn? Like the, with the, the the sweetness, sugar. I have, yeah, yeah. That yeah, that stuff is yeah, that's it's deadly, good. but it's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about another southern thing? Because we're both from the south. I'm a little more western than you, and that is taco or hamburger. Well, I actually grew up in Michigan, so I'll, I'll have to go hamburger on that one. So, yeah. I will gladly pay you on Tuesday for the hamburger today. Yes. <laughs> hamburger was always my favorite. So, yeah. Uh, how about beer or wine? wine? Wine. I hate beer. I cannot stand the smell of it, even. I don't like. Yep. Well, no, we, we, we've been going to a lot of you know, like independent breweries, and we, you know, what I mean, that was always thing. But we go to independent wineries too. Um, and, and the other downfall now is now I'm finding in Texas, we're, we're popping up all kinds of independent uh, distilleries with moonshine mm. and whiskey. Yeah. And yeah, you think I had a hard time with beer and wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, I've got a, in my office, I have a moonshine bar over here, by the way. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Not to say what kind of guy I am or anything. No, 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 no judgment. No judgment. No, no judgment at all. <laughs> so you did say you're a little bit about the social media. So let's ask, which is your favorite Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Did, were, were you taking advantage of the lives when they first started it? Um, someone, I bet I've been kind of hit or hit or miss on some of these. I, I, I go for a while and, I, and I'm good and doing them. And then, then I kind of peter out after a while. So yeah, I'm, I, I talk consistency. I don't always practice it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why, you know, truthfully, Gloria, this is why I created the podcast three days a week. Yeah. And literally three days a week, I have other people coming to create content with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's and that's true. Secret. And I, I do, con the podcast is one thing that I absolutely do every week that I am I'm committed to. And that's, yeah. I mean, that, that was the, the starter. Most people don't realize is, you know what I mean? Use a podcast, uh, you know what I mean? Interview other people, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I learned that, for, again, from Craig is one of the things yep. I learned. Interview other people. So uh, my next question is the... Uh, in our pandemic world, all right, we don't have to do this as much. So you are a dress up girl or are you wearing yoga pants and dressed up from the waist up? I've, I've got those yoga pants on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. So, Not earrings so, uh, on, but yeah. yeah. So Gloria, I, I mean, yeah, I'm dressed up. I always have dress shirts on, but if you've seen me, guys, you've seen me over the years. All right. I wear jeans yep. and I actually have a clause in my speaking contract that I wear jeans to speak. Love it. So not yeah, I'm not I'm not, if I if I could get away with wearing yoga pants, but you do not want to see these skinny legs in yoga pants. It doesn't look pretty. <laughs> uh, my next one, we go to the controversial questions. Okay. Next one, toilet paper. Does it go over on the roll at your house or under? 
over, of course. <laughs> Come Gloria, on, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> Gloria, I have had some people on my podcast who are like all like rainbows, unicorns, love, sunshine. You ask them that question and fangs come out. Over! <laughs> You're like, dude, what happened to the rainbows and unicorns? <laughs> um, it is funny how that one question can really, it really has a, a tide or- Oh, I know, yeah. I've, yeah. I've seen Facebook posts about that that just generate comments like crazy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my last one, and I don't know whether to say this uh, when I ask the ladies, but like I just ask it, boxers or briefs? <laughs> Um, boxers. Boxers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually had a gentleman on yeah, a gentleman on a couple of weeks ago that we I asked that question and we talked for ten minutes about what we like to wear and why. <laughs> <laughs> and I said to him, I says only on my podcast can two cool dudes get on and talk about their underwear. <laughs> I'll have to find that episode. I need now. I'm curious. His name is David. So, and no, he's a great guy. I, I've known him as a speaker for a long time. I finally got him on my podcast, and that was the greatest thing ever to end the podcast. Was talk two guys talking about what underwear they wear. Sounds good. <laughs> so, Gloria, one more time for the audience. Make sure they know your website, and 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 I, and I want to thank you for being on here today. Uh, well, thank thank you for having me on. And uh, yes, it's GloriaRand.com. And I would love to connect with anyone out there if they need some help with their messaging, they need some help with, uh, you know what, life in general. Um, you know, let's talk. Let's have, a, let's have a conversation. I love it. I love it. So thank you for being on the show today and, uh, you know, and, and sharing your wisdom with us today. Having fun with me. I, I appreciate when I get to have fun with people live yeah. on air. Me too. Thank you. You're, you're a gracious host and, and a fun guy. And I had a blast. Yeah, cool. Cool. So you listener, I want to thank you guys for being part of our show. If it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have a show. So we thank you. And we ask you to go check out each one of these cool people that we bring on the show. Today's guest, no different. Go check out Gloria Rand at GloriaRand.com. And I'm telling you guys, SEO, all right, and traffic to your website is a serious thing. And that's while we may have joked around today, it is something serious you need to do. And if Gloria is the right person for you to get your copy right, by all means, reach out to her and connect to her. I'm Tim Gillette with The Tim Gillette Show. Be sure and subscribe to us on Apple and where you get your podcast, as well as our YouTube channel. I'll be back real soon with another guest. Until then, have a great day. Bye now. Mm -hmm.